You're listening to The Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Owen 60 Pod for all the latest news from around the OHL. And now here are your hosts, Reese Dumaney and Colin Ward. This is the 60th installment of The Owen 60 Podcast. I'm Reese Dumaney along with Colin Ward. And like I do every 10th episode, shout out to the man providing all of the music, uh, the intro, and during the breaks, Jonathan Howe. Of course, follow him on Instagram, Twitter, at Jonathan on Air, one of Colin's radio buddies. Um, yeah, my old college. Yeah, my college. The old Uncle Gordy. Every time, every every 10 weeks, I mention that, Gordy. Yeah, you do. Johnny Al. Oh, well. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, so Got thanks to him it. again for providing us uh, with our music for the podcast. It is awesome. Yeah, he does a PA at the Merrittville, eh? The really? Speedway. Yeah. Oh dang! It's a pretty big yeah. speedway too. Like a lot of, like yeah, pretty put big. Put sixty team on there. Oh, <laughs> we need a driver. I would crash. Oh, I just go hundred miles an hour until it burns out. Oh, <laughs> you imagine out the window. Let's go. We'll get we'll get Jonathan to drive and do PA while he's driving. <laughs> that hey, that'd be entertaining. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> hey, what up, Merrittville? You need some sixty ideas. <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome. That would that'd be, be a good one. Yeah, big draft week this week too. Yeah, Olympics. I'm I'm huge in the Olympics right now. I am huge not. Hey, uh, London native Margaret McNeil last night winning that, gold. That is pretty good. Hey, yeah. you know what was you know what was cool? The driving, all the family and friends and stuff watching. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That was pretty neat. That was. That'd be pretty cool. You like at home, like you see like all your friends and family at home watching you, and you're like you're in like you're like across the world, and like you just win gold medal. You have no one to celebrate with, but you know like like in, like where you're from, like everyone's watching, like going crazy. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That well, would be. Neat. I just find it funny she didn't realize that she won until like what yeah. a few seconds or a minute after. Well, like not not funny as in like haha you didn't realize you won. Funny as in. You're just hanging out there and just looking around and see like just hanging out. They're celebrating the, the most. They're all looking at you. And, like, yeah, looking at me for? Looking at, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What are you looking at me for? It's like one of those moments. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I want. Man, it's crazy though watching the swimming. Like people like going like eight laps of that pool. Like, no, thank you. Like, I just know. diving in with just like, diving into the pool gets you tired. Like, like, like you see Penny Alexiak, how far back was she when she hopped in the pool and ended up finishing That's wild? Like, holy crap. Yeah, she's a horse. That was wild. But that was pretty cool. Like this like the backstroke, like you're going like four eight laps of the pool. And like I know. I don't think so going back. Like, get, me was, motor, get me the motor, get me the motor, get me the motor. You know those motor things you can get in the pool and go down the pool with? Get me one of those. Man. Big fan and of I'll those. Fin- I'll finish last place, but hey, I'll finish it that way. Summer McIntosh, dude, from Toronto. Yeah, Summer McIntosh, dude, from Toronto, 14 years old. That's insane. 14 years old, you're in the Olympics, and you finish fourth. And she had third the other night, Sunday night. She had third, dude, locked up, just tired in the last, like, literally, like, the last 100 meters, just lost it. So tired. But can you imagine being 14 years old going against, like, 26-year-olds? Like, when I was 14, I was sitting in high school – like drawing up the wings line combinations, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's all I was doing. Like I was twenty fourteen. That's grade nine. Uh, grade nine would have been twenty. 
Not 2012. Not yeah. The September of 2012. I feel like you turned 13 in grade eight and then 14 yeah. in high school. So 14, grade nine. 15. Ah. Uh, 18 year in yeah, grade nine because 18 year in grade my 12. First year of college. And your birthday is though. My first year of college yeah. was 18. So 17 in grade 12. Yeah. 16, 11. Fit, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I was definitely that kid. I was definitely drawing off Wings yeah. Line Company. That was the last shoot. That was the, no, that was like the year we lost to Tampa Bay in Detroit. The year the Wings lost the second time to. No, the first. That was year they lost to Boston. That was year they lost. That was year they lost to Boston because the first year in grade nine they lost. Beauty of a goal. Yeah, in game one, I just remember going crazy, and then I remember. Uh, I forget who. The, oh, and Brendan Smith wouldn't go char. I remember just getting yeah. hackled. I remember just getting hackled about Smith trying to go char. Like, hey, give him props, give him the A, give yeah, him the exactly. A for that. <laughs> yeah. Then of course they yeah, threw that was, him to the Rangers. Yeah, that was that year too, and. Uh, Someone threw an octopus at Claude Julian to at the GO. That's pretty I love that's that. iconic. Yeah, I just remember just going over the bench and just smoked him in the back. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, this show we've got quite a bit. We got uh, kind of a recap of the OHLers who were selected in uh, this year's NHL draft. Of course, there's a situation Game, we'll discuss. Um, However far in length we go into it will be decided when we get to the topic. Uh, so yeah, the topic at hand. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, Colin, the uh, name bracket, the uh, second couple of weeks. I was about to say second week, but it's not actually the second week. It's like the third and fourth week. Yeah. Third. Yeah, third. Yeah. And fourth. Yeah, third. Yeah, we'll have oh, past results, numbers. and of course we'll uh we'll let you know who's going up uh, this week. Yeah, not a number straight off the show in, uh, in the folks out west, but uh, uh, we'll get to that when we get to the name. Yeah, right. yeah. Sorry, Matty Rowe. Yeah. Your boy, we voted. I think I took your audio off. No, I took Shanton. I took Shanton. I took the yeah. Swiss Slugger. You took your audio. That's the only one we didn't agree with. I know. It actually went pretty. Yeah. Sample. There wasn't many arguments on last on the last episode. I say this week we're feeling high. This week we're feeling high after a big uh, big draft week. Yeah, we are. Wings, I mean, Pascal Zito. I think we are looking at the wings taking someone else sixth overall. But yeah. uh, you know, still but then again, happy. Stevie Wine but knows then what again, doing. Yeah, but then again, when Chalosky leaves, you got to fill a yeah, spot. Fair. And. They had him two on their board. They had Beniers one, two Edmondson, three Eklund. So they just want the best available. Well, as most teams do on their board. It would be cool to see teams' boards, see what people think, like mm-hmm. Boucher at ten, stuff like that. <laughs> like that'd be interesting to see what teams' boards like what they think. Yeah, essentially, essentially, it sounds like the Grand Rapids Griffins are going to move over to Frolunda because essentially that's where the Red Wings are that's- taking all their players from. So. That's their East Coast team. That's their East Coast yeah. team right now. <laughs> they go there. Who needs Toledo? Yeah, it's like double-A baseball. You see guys go from double-A to the show. Mm-hmm. That's what Ferlanda's doing. It's like the double-A team of the Detroit Tigers. Well, I, think, like I, think is, I think the plan for Raymond, anyways, is uh, to be in North America, whether that's with the Wings or the Griffins. So, yeah, uh, Bergen, too. Or it's Cider expected to make the team. He's my next jersey, by the way. 
Yeah, you got to get him. He's a horse. Oh, hey, yeah. Bergen, Bergen too. It sounds like he's gonna play. Yeah, it sounds like he like it sounds like he's gonna play. That's sweet. Like right away. That's, That's gonna be cool. nice. Yeah, assist leader in the SHL. That's cool. But hey, we called that. I was thinking McTavish is gonna go in the top three. Goes to Anaheim. I was pumped about that. He's your best player on Sunday. Awesome. Sorry to sorry to get into the draft right away. I was just pumped about that. I saw no, all good. I saw McTavish's name on my list, and I had to mention that right away. But yeah, that was pretty cool that McTavish goes three to yeah. Anaheim. Yeah, into you was the first of thirty OHLers taken. So. Got quite a yeah. bit to get to, so might as well get started right off the hop. Uh, yeah, Mason McTavish, the uh, Anaheim Ducks, second year in a row, their first rounders from the Ontario Hockey League. Of course, Jimmy Drysdale uh, went out west last season, and Mason McTavish will uh, will join him this year. Yeah, I mean, like we mentioned there Friday night when we were doing the Red Sox game, we mentioned there like McTavish some nights was Peterborough's best player at sixteen, and Peterborough had a good team. I mean, had a great goalie, Hunter Jones. Yeah. Dead. Nick Robertson, like they had a good team. Dragachinsev, like they were good. And McTavish, some nights was their best player, so that's pretty cool to see him go three. I'm not surprised at all. And Anaheim's prospects, cool, it's ridiculous. Zegris, McTavish, are gonna be nasty together. Yeah. And Drysdale on the back end, like that's pretty good. Perot too from Sarnia, like they're solid. And then LA as well, like they're up there. Yeah, like, like LA. Like we we were right with our one episode that we had. Uh, Two or three months, I think, after after we started doing this, the OHL Kings, we called them, and we essentially devoted 20 minutes to talking about the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, yeah, uh, prospect pool. Prospect pool and farm teams. Cause you can make an OHL All-Star team out of some of those guys. Mm-hmm. And it would be, like, top-notch. You put it up against, say, one of the best teams in Ontario Hockey League history and obviously voted on by the fans, the 2005 London Knights. Um It'd be a pretty good game to watch. I would be down yeah. for that. Yeah. I mean, that 05 London Knights team, you look at one of their best players and Rob Shrimp, who really didn't stick around in the NHL level, which is weird, right? Like guys that like yeah. that that don't stick around, you always that's always interesting to people. But yeah, that would be a heck of a matchup. Think of that Akil Byfield, like that'd be good. Brant Clark on the back end, like Francesco Pinelli. That's solid. They'd be good. Trying to think who else. Be a pretty decent team. Ingham and Net. Yeah, Ingham. Dudas. My guy. He's one of my best forwards <laughs> two years ago. He's one of my favorite guys two years ago. That's solid. That'd be tough. Marcus That'd Phillips. Be yeah, Marcus Phillips, another one. That would be good. They'd be yeah, that they'd, they'd be pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. That's Just take good. it right. Put an LA, should put an OHL team in. Put an expansion team in LA. <laughs> LA, OHL. WHL. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine those road trips to Los An- from Los Angeles to Ontario. They're Ontario, Canada. They got not Ontario, California. Yeah. They got box. <laughs> Rob Blake, a local guy for me, taking the OHLers. Love to see it. Yeah, that's Green, awesome. Alumni. Yeah, not even an OHLer. That's cool. He goes OHL all the time. Yeah, well, we might as well get to a Brant Clark, eighth overall. He goes to the Los Angeles Kings, and I, th- I think I think for some of these first round guys, we can look at them and say, maybe not all of them. Maybe some of them are okay. That's pretty obvious. But we'll we'll stick to the top two: McTavish and Clark. Um, percentage of them getting their nine games 
What are the McTavish. chances? Do you think? I think this is a discussion we could have. McTavish, none. I don't think Brant Clark, none too. I don't. I think like Marcus Phillips said two years ago when he got traded a lot of nights about coming back to the OHL. He had 19 defensemen in front of him. Now, obviously, Marcus Phillips was a really good defenseman. Marcus Phillips was a world junior talent the year before, and he was their 19th defenseman. Brant Clark, obviously, being a, t- a top 10 pick in the draft, that's a little different. So you might see a chance in some preseason, but I don't. I think you'll see both of those guys go back to junior right away. McTavish might stick around, but McTavish is behind guys like Drysdale, who's a defenseman. You can't really count that. But Perot and uh, Zegris as well, who's going to be in the NHL this year. So yeah. it's interesting, more like Perot, right? Well, it's all depends what happens too with Getzlaff too. Like how many guys do they lose from free agency? That's going to be yeah. interesting as well. But and plus with the twenty game thing with the AHL thing, the guys that played twenty games last year can play in the AHL this year. Yeah, so that's going to yeah, hurt. That's that. going to hurt. Yeah, that's going to hurt. We can touch on that later on. We can touch yeah. on that next break because there's because yeah, there's a lot of big that. names that are that spent time. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 I think it's good and bad for the league. Obviously, you're going to lose your superstars, right? But you're not going to at the same time. It's going to be a nice development league, right? You're going to yeah. see guys like Shane Wright next year's draft, Panofemis, Ty Nelson. You're going to see those guys go off which is pretty cool. You'll see younger guy. It'll be a younger league, which isn't a bad thing. You're going to see more mistakes, but we'll touch on that a little bit later. Like after this drafting, because I completely forgot about that. I had it written down, but it hurts and it doesn't hurt at the same time. Yeah, I was going to say, you look at them and it's, we, we've had this discussion multiple times, whether it's been on, yeah. or whether it's just been in casual conversation that, uh, I, I think it almost hurts Zade Wisdom to come back to the Ontario Hockey League just with oh. the amount of experience and the amount of talent that he was playing around His. Uh, in that Philadelphia Flyers uh, farm system. Like he just he he didn't look like he should have been a fourth round pick playing in the American Hockey League. Yeah, that's like Donovan Zabrango as well. Yeah, Zabrango was a regular for Grand Rapids, which is sweet to see. Like he was good for Grand Rapids. Yeah, like Wisdom Wisdom reminds me of like Max Domi. I remember Max Domi in the Mem Cup here when London hosted the Mem Cup. He came back and he struggled at the start. Like he mm-hmm. was, he was on the cusp of being an NHL player for Arizona. He was so close, and he was like the last cut, right? So if you're a fourth line guy, they're just going to send you down. They don't want you playing fourth line minutes at 19, which props. Yeah, that top you know? top end prospect. That you're you got to play. You got to play top six. Yeah, you got to play top just six. Just an applicator, Jeff Blashill. Yeah, Blashill is not very smart. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, Clearly, Arizona for that. something more than Jeff Blaschel did. I can't wait for that in a couple of months to be yelling at Blaschel about line comments. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. I guarantee you with the young guys, it's going to happen. They'll be calling for his job. But yeah, yeah wisdom, wisdom reminds me of Max Domi because Max Domi comes back and he's just taking a lot of penalties. Like, and that happens with guys who get sent back. It's not just Max Domi, it happens with everybody. And I think yeah. wisdom. You just you're playing men, right? You get up for those games. You're engaged. You're like, yeah. You're and you're in the play. Wisdom was really good in, in the AHL for Phillies farm team Adirondack. Like he was really good, but I don't think like I think you got to keep him there because coming back, obviously he goes back to Kingston. He's on a Mem Cup contending team. Yeah, Kingston's I mean, yeah, really you're gonna good. play with top end. Like you're gonna play with Shane Wright. Like it's, I'm yeah, not it'll probably that's be a bad trade. thing at all. Like, but. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be our Curry, uh, right, and yeah, wisdom probably if wisdom goes back because I don't think Chromiak leaving LA. I yeah, like Keely. well, and it, Philadelphia is interesting because they just they just made that deal for uh, Jig Voracek to Columbus for Cam Atkinson, and you know you hear all I don't know how long Atkinson lasts there. 
I, I don't I, know how long. When That's, you hear all the networks talking about it, they're like, oh, yeah, Philadelphia, they really wanted to shake up the core. Clearly something didn't work. And, you know, they just oh, I love to what switch said. things up a bit. And you're kind of thinking, but by switching things up, like I, I don't see them trading Claude Giroux. I, I don't think there's any chance of that. Giroux, uh, Carter Giroux is a long and, shot. Like, yeah, it's, over, it's a guy who's over 30. Yeah. It's guys like Vorich. Vorich after making too much money. That was a problem contract involved. But there's no guarantee Atkinson lasts that long there in Philly. Mm-hmm. If he if he has a string of bad games, like if he has a string of like three games that are bad, they're gonna be calling for him. And it's Philly. Yeah, it's just the way their fan base is. I mean, and Columbus, he had problems with that at times with torts. Now you have a bunch of you know you have eighteen thousand torts in the stands. Yeah. So and you have the media, you have all that factored in too. So it's a bigger market than Columbus, right? You there's more attention around you. Sometimes that's not good. So that, I'm interested to see how that works out. I think, I think like to say who won the deal, you can't really say that. Yeah. Philly Columbus, like it's yeah, just exactly. a cap dump. Philly clears three extra million, but you, I don't know. Like there's no guarantee. Axon turns out. Yeah, Risto, totally Risto trade there's good. Risto trade there's good though. Philly needs a third defenseman, right? Risto's not gonna be their number one defenseman. Yeah. He was just Buffalo wrecked. Well, with the ghost gone now and everything, you needed one hole to be filled at least. So Risto will kind of take that spot. Yeah, Ryan Ellis wins your spitfire. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, I die. Wisdom? I don't agree with Nashville. Like, as much as you want to rebuild and kind of get a whole new group together and try and go at it again in five years, yeah. or so, Ryan Ellis is really good. I, I, I don't still, agree with still, that. He still should be in that court. Yeah, they have yeah. a bunch of good young forward prospects. Him and Roman Yossi, top two easily. Like, it's. Well, What's their defensive prospects? Like their defensive pool and their prospects system isn't that isn't great. It's more forwards. Their forwards pool is really good. Yeah. But their deed is a drop off. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. interesting. Like, and that's another thing about Philly's farm system. Wisdom's probably a top four prospect for them. Yeah. I don't think their farm system's that great. Yeah, maybe maybe a mix of Bunneman in there kind of still considered a prospect because he's been up and down. He hasn't had full time. Like I think well, wisdom will be more energy. It's, wisdom will bring more energy to the table. Yeah. That's what that's what wisdom's gonna be big for. And the thing is too, it's like Frost is up there, York's up there, but then there's a drop off. Mm-hmm. There's a drop off after those two. So that's gonna be I Wisdom might get a chance to get his nine games in right at, right after yeah. training camp. He may get a chance to play that third line role because a guy like Wisdom could play a third line role. Well, that, that's why I think McTavish gets gets maybe not nine, but maybe he'll get like three or four. I don't know. I still think I think there's a chance that McTavish could see They'll space it out in the NHL. Space it out. Yeah. And there's another thing you have to remember too. A lot of teams are already tanking for Shane Wright. Arizona. Well, with the cap, you're, you're getting rid of guys because well, flat cap, you can't yeah, afford them cap. and. You look, you look at your organization and say, do we honestly have a 80% chance or higher of winning yeah. the Stanley Cup? And if we don't, you kind of look at it and say, hey, maybe we just have a rebuild year well, this year and kind of retool with the draft the next year. Well, you're going to see you're going to see Tampa Bay do that, losing Yanni Gore. They're going to lose Tyler Johnson. They're going to lose a bunch of guys. You're going to see Taylor Radish finally get his chance. You're going to see Steve, Mitchell Stevens finally get his chance. Like mm-hmm. You're going to see a bunch of guys in Tampa, former OHLers, play this year, which is re- great to see. And you might see – like for teams like Tampa Bay, they always have somebody to come up, like a Verhage last year who had a kid bubble. 
and he goes to Florida and lights it up, right? Yeah. You might see guys like – you might see Radish, who's a high-skilled guy who everyone in the OHL saw Radish put up points. You might see Radish go up there right away and score for cheap value. But then two, three years from now, you have that same problem, right? When their deals expire, then you have the same problem right now. But that's a, good, that's a good problem to have because it's all – that means you have a good team, but yeah. just the pay. Yeah, but, I mean – it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And we'll move on here in the draft. Uh, eight, 16th overall, the uh, New York Rangers take uh, Brennan Othman of, uh, of the Flint Firebirds. Now, fully expect him to be back in Flint. It's just a matter of – and I yeah. think for a lot of these guys who are on this list, it's a matter of do they actually stay with that OHL club? Uh, d- obviously, depending on what Flint the club is. is. Like it, like with the so many changes with the Flint Firebirds, do we really expect Brendan Othman to be a Flint Firebird at the end of the season come playoff time? Well, eh, maybe well, not. Well, it depends on the situation, right? Their players. I mean, it, it's tough because last year, last year at the cancellation of the season, and I hate bringing that up because that's in the past, right? You can't yeah. talk like it's a past and has nothing to do. But last year, they would have had Riley McCart coming back. They would have had a good veteran team, yeah. but they that could have made a run for the t- in the top four in the Western conference, probably second round. They're a second round team last year and they lost that. So now you have Brennan Offen, and you have like Gavin Hayes coming up a young prospect. You have guys coming up that are young is Offman, but Offman might be like a Delandria. It might be too good to stick around. Yeah. You might be able to get more value. And we mentioned this about the Niagara ice dogs off air before the Niagara ice dogs, where they're a young team where their peak to win is probably two years from now. The Flint Firebirds, if they play their cards right and Brennan Offman's available, because often you can get two years out of being drafted this year. You get this year in the year after, or yeah, year and a half. I out think of them. so. So you get a boatload of picks. It's like a Phil Tomasino situation. Exactly the Phil Tomasino situation from Niagara, Oshawa. Yeah, maybe you have them together with, with someone else. Not sure who that player may be, but do like a two yeah. player for so, eight picks or whatever, six, eight picks. And, that's where you wish the OHL was getting the Memorial Cup the year after next year, not not back to Kelowna. Because if the if the OHL was getting the Memorial Cup, not this year, but the year after, okay, Sue, so you want to host the Mem Cup or Oshawa? Like, you were the two bidders? Because Oshawa has been trying to get the Mem Cup for the last eight years. Yeah. You want a Mem Cup? There's Phil Tomasino redemption for Oshawa. So, you have – and Flint can cash in a boatload of picks. So that's interesting as well. Like, and we mentioned before about Niagara. Our Niagara's two years away from winning. I think Flint's like that too. Flint just needs a bunch of picks. If Flint can get picks and nail a draft, they'll be really good too. Yeah. Them and Niagara will be the two teams to watch in two years if they play their cards right. Just because that Western Conference for Flint is going to be very tough. And they had that year last year. And unfortunately, you lose it, right? Every team. And every team is like that. Kitchener is like that. Kitchener's going to be good with McDowell and Finale. Those two will be two eighty to 100-point guys. Like, that's going to be solid. I mean, London. London's always that team that has a guy in a draft that has 80 to 100 points. It's weird. But uh, they'll have defense. London's going to have a really good defensive core. And they'll have, well, Liam Gilmartin, the San Jose pick, which I love the Gilmartin pick for San Jose. He fits. I mean, he's everything you want in a hockey player. So that's – they'll be good, too. So you're in third. Saginaw is going to be good in your division. Lennox will be back. He spent time around AHL team practicing with the Toronto Marlies in his draft year. Now drafted. So that's going to be interesting. 
just trying to think. Like, yeah, just bloom, on. bloom two to Buffalo. Put out. Well, there's a thing too that hurts Saginaw too because Perfetti, Perfetti playing in Manitoba. There's another one. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll have to draw the roster out. I gotta yeah, get on that. that that'll definitely be a now. conversation for for the middle of August as we uh, yeah get into the well uh, next show season. Next show will be. Next I'm gonna show say, be yeah, it will be. So Dude, next, you end know what? July. Holy crap! You know what? I might. I'm gonna type out some rosters. I'll type. I'll go divisions. We'll go divisions first. Like, yeah. not conference division conferences so long, but I'll type out some divisions. See some like some players to watch. We don't. We won't preview anything because we'll do that in September. We did that last year. And it kind of went yeah. like, it went oh, sideways no, we sit back. Yeah, we got excited. Yeah. So, but mention some players to watch. Get the fans, yeah. like your listeners, excited, right? So your teams, who your teams got. But I kind of want to see Saginaw Flint. I mean, Sault Ste. Marie is going to be good. Sault Ste. Marie has a lot of OAs. Sault Ste. Marie is going to trade some OAs here. Yeah. When I, like, that's another thing, too. Now that the draft's over, and we're getting into August. August 1st is on Sunday. So you're going to see a lot of guys get moved to teams that want to go for it. I mean, the London Knights don't have a lot of overagers. Kitchener needs an OA. There's going to be good teams that need OA still, which is a good problem to have, but those are tough moves to make. So you might see Sault Ste. Marie, who has a lot of OAs, who unfortunately – they put into a host man cap, right? And that's why they're an older team, but they're going to get picks, right? And then three years from now, if you want to host an M cup, you're going to have a, you're going to have gonna a, be good. You're going to have yeah. a core. Yeah. You're going to have a core in your draft year coming up, which is a yep. good problem to have. So there's a situation there where Kitchen, where Kitchener, London, those teams, and maybe even Flint, maybe even Flint wants to go for it, right? They have Brennan Hoffman there. They don't want to trade them. They want to trade picks to St. Maria team in their division. There's a chance. Sarnia is another team that's going to be really good to watch out for too in that division too in the Western Division. Yeah, so that's a tough division for Flint hockey league, you could say in uh, in Ben Goudreau. So yeah, like it's going to be good. Like it's going to be a really good division. The West is going to be very tough. I mean, like Windsor, Windsor will be good. I mean, Cooley Cooley might be back. Foodie might be back. There's another problem for Windsor. Two guys have played in the yeah. AHL. Do they come back? That's the problem. If they come back, they'll have a. I mean. They'll have a solid team. Well, they're going to get so, the next guy back in uh, in Wyatt Johnston, drafted twenty third overall to the Dallas Stars. Originally, ooh, nice segue. The, uh, nice the segue. Detroit Red Wings pick. Of course, they traded up, got uh, got Kosa out of uh, out of Edmonton. Yeah, yeah the guy uh, that replaced Dylan Miski. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Wyatt Johnston goes twenty third overall to the Dallas Stars. Windsor Spitfire, who will be back um, in Windsor, and he is. Yeah, nah, it's all good. Uh, he is he is the fourth of sixth OHLers taken in the first round. The next one, Sudbury Wolves. He heads to New Jersey. Chase Stillman, 29th overall, and again, this is, this is a guy who is going to lead Sudbury very far, oh. in my opinion, into the playoffs. Uh, him, Quentin Musty, I think those two guys are going to lead the Sudbury Wolves in scoring, in my opinion. Oh, for and sure. It's it, like it's not even going to be close. These two guys are on a different level from a lot of their teammates. So, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, and then the discussion. Yeah, discussion. I mean, thirty-first um, overall to the Montreal Canadiens uh, out of the London Knights or Nationals, whatever team you want. They had Nationals on the on the NHL Network. I know. So shout out to the GOJHL for getting that. Uh, Getting hey, Chandler draw. Romeo. Romeo as well. Yeah. Hamilton Bulldog. But uh, Logan Mayu 
Yeah. And we're, I mean, we're, hey. we're, we're not going to discuss before, before we get you started. Um, we're, we're not going to discuss what exactly he did that we Just don't want to. Everyone knows. By everyone now, everyone knows, knows too. We don't, don't want to talk about that. it. It's a topic that Stop it has to be that. discussed, but it doesn't have to be. Like, if that makes any sense, it's a topic that exactly. we're, 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 we're focused on hockey here. And we know, yeah, exactly. We know it's wrong. Yeah, obviously, his personal life comes into it. We know what he did was wrong. We know what he did was stupid. And yeah. it's the. Whether you look at his statement as an actual apology or not, that's up to you. You have the right to your own opinion. But for us, this this discussion is going to be solely based on a player. What what was Montreal really thinking here when he said, "Don't draft me"? Because clearly, I mean, that, that's clearly I don't want- saying, and I'm not saying he's going to make Montreal next year. That's clearly saying, "I don't want to play in the NHL next next he doesn't, year." Well, he doesn't deserve it. He yeah. doesn't deserve – he didn't deserve it, right? For the thing you do, you don't deserve it. And that's yeah. the way it is. And, hey, props to him, props to Logan Mayu for owning that. Logan Mayu, and I told you this a lot, like we mentioned on the show, and he's one of the best defensemen I ever saw play in Junior B. I mean, he, he had me texting people around the leagues asking if Junior B's good hockey or not. I just looked like a fool. That's how good he was. And that, but that doesn't matter. That does not matter for what, for what he did. Montreal, I don't know what they were doing. I mean, Bergevin, Bergevin has – so he's always walked a fine line. You notice that? Like, in, I mean, he's always done critical moves that are very critical. And by yeah. far – right now, by far, this is the worst one he could do. Yeah. I mean, out of, respect, out of respect to the player, he doesn't want to be drafted. He's went through all the situation. I mean, and he's still not done the situation. I mean, there's an article on the free press the other day from – the nice general manager Mark Hunter that said they've been working with Logan for two months now in therapy and stuff. And I don't want to go deep into that because that's personal for him and respects to the players. I mean, we don't throw shade on players or anything, right? So yeah. I don't want to bring that. I don't want to go too deep into detail with that. But they've been helping him. It's been on for two months. The things came out because of people like insiders to leak it and stuff like that. And Logan had to own up before the draft, obviously, because teams know. Teams know about all that. They did the background checks and stuff. Yeah. They knew. But for Montreal to do to go deep into that, they do background checks on players. I just don't really know what they were thinking. And there's a really good question in the media, too, that asked them about that. And it just went quiet like that. Uh, I don't know. It was on Twitter two days ago, three days ago, Friday, Saturday night. I want to say Saturday night. But – there was just a – they just asked the guy, hey, uh, did you do background checks? And it was just quiet. Like, it was just quiet. Like, I just don't really get what they were doing. I don't really want to ramble on too much about it, but no. it was, he's a really good player. He's a really good player. But when yeah. you do a situation like that, which is totally wrong, like, it's unthinkable to even do that. And two, you, you go through – Whatever, if there's an apology, I don't know. But, and that's between them. No, I don't really want to talk about that. But three, you have, you don't declare for the draft. You say that you got to respect the player's wishes at that time. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I just think it's an AHL move. I think it's a minor league move. I don't think that's a, the right move to make if you're Montreal. Yeah, it's, 
again, I hate topics like this. It's I know it's like tough to talk about, especially when it's a player from our league. Yeah, like it's tough. It's and this is I'm I not saying this is just too much. Yeah, I'm no, no, I'm not saying this is the same situation as what happened with the Arizona Coyotes and Mitchell Miller. I'm not saying that at all. Completely different scenario. But it's um, still, completely it's still different. Another, it's, it's still crossing the line. Yeah, it's not. It should have never happened. Um, like the, the you get to a certain age where you should know that. Oh, what I'm doing, I shouldn't be doing. And, and I think it, to it, add, I I understand these guys are still teenagers. They're still kind of you know figuring you know, life out. But you know that it, right from wrong. There's got to be at least one part of your brain that says, I'm, I'm being immature right now. In a good way. And clearly with Mitchell Miller and with Logan Mayu, and it really didn't. You just can't do that sort of stuff now. You just can't. I mean, it's never good enough to do, right? And hockey's got to change. Hockey's got to change. I mean, you see, like any sports, I mean, like baseball, we've saw it a lot. Like, I'm sure you've had teammates that were immature and did stupid stuff that we oh, 100%. knew were wrong. That we knew we were wrong. I mean, it happens. I mean, it shouldn't happen. It really shouldn't happen. I mean, things got to change. And I mean, hockey, hockey, like, there's such like a boys' club feel, yeah. right, in the dressing room. And I think that's in that. And I, I don't think I know that's the problem. That's 100% the problem. I mean, people need i don't think people are educated i think oh you play hockey i mean it's like the carcillo situation it's not like it but the carcillo situation when he mentions in sarnia i'm not getting into that but yeah i mean like hazing and stuff like it's stuff like that that's got to change about the game because it's real like it's a fun game when it's rightly played like Mm -hmm. when it's in the right time and stuff like that that we wish didn't happen and i wish we didn't have to talk about it right now but it's unfortunate and i hope that the therapy and stuff whatever it is goes right and i think that montreal will not sign him till next year but he's still drafted i don't think montreal will sign him till next summer but it's still what is that? what's the purpose yeah but still though what's the purpose of doing that right like yeah if you're still not gonna, drafting them yeah if you're not gonna you draft a guy in the first round you don't plan him to plan on signing him until a year after yeah it's really, Lucas really kind of a pointless draft pick yeah you just kind of gave up a decent prospect well I, yeah it's not a decent prospect but um you could have had it somebody... messed it's messed up it's a crazy that's it a is. mess up and you could have got him in the third round and i think i'll finish on this uh this applies to mitchell miller this applies to logan mayu i am not one of those guys who says he should never be a part of the nhl he should never play professional hockey ever again yeah give the Give them a chance. That, that's all I'm saying. Give them a chance well, to I, – I don't know if it can be fixed. I don't know if these two situations can be fixed. Uh, obviously, sure. I'm not personally impacted by it, but you just you, – you have to be in the mindset with the, these guys' talent. They've worked so hard to get where they are. that Spend I'm so much money. Yeah, I'm you part of so the group money. that is saying I, they don't have to play in the NHL within the next five years. Whether they do or not, that's not up to me. You give but, them a thing, hey, but you have, now. You have to give them a second chance. I, I, it, well, it was what I understand. It was one mistake. It was a huge mistake, but got, I believe you have to give them another chance. Yeah, eventually, 
I think you do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, give them this year. Does it get better or worse, right? I yeah. mean, the teams have the teams have close uh, discussions. So exactly, it's interesting. I I would give them the chance to next year. I wouldn't sign them this year, and I mean, it's pointless to even draft them. I don't. Yeah, I I, I disagree with even drafting them. I disagree with drafting them. But if you sign them and you give them that three year nine fifty, now it's no longer nine two five. But if you give them the 950, like the max entry level deal, and you sign them right away, I think that's a bad luck. That I makes the situation even worse. worse. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I would not even sign them. I would not sign them now. If you sign them, it's worse. It means you're a really good player. The on-ice stuff like that, per, like you're not going to find a better defenseman, which it, unfortunately when that happens, it does not matter how you play on the ice, right? Yeah. So hopefully everything gets sorted out. I mean, I'm pulling for them. I hope everything goes well. I really do. I hope yeah. everything gets sorted out and figured out because, I mean, we were 18 years old. And, I mean, there's a we, lot of we stuff. Did we, stupid did stuff. we did pretty yeah, stupid everyone. stuff when I was 18. Hey, everyone when they're 17. Not to this extent, but I did exactly. some, not I did like some this. pretty dumb stuff. I, I was yeah, a pretty dumb Not kid. this. <laughs> <laughs> not lead GICBA and uh, hit, hit, yeah, hit my pitches. That's solid. That's a solid stat to have. Yeah. Props props to that. Congrats. But, but yeah. Yeah, just give him a chance. That's that's all I'm saying. Give it he's he's gotta make it right. And if he finds a way to do that, he deserves a second chance, in my opinion. Yeah. It's if he yeah, for sure. If he finds a, it's life, right? If he everyone else gets second chances. I mean, obviously what he did was wrong. Yeah. Like we mentioned, but if figures it out get him a second chance. Everyone else gets a second chance, right? So hopefully. I just hope the game – I just hope the game of hockey gets more educated, right? Mm-hmm. I just hope, like, the stories like that that you hear stop, I mean, about the game because it's a really good game and when it's in the right time, right? And, I mean, yeah. everyone ha- everyone that watches the game, everyone that listens to the show, obviously they have a hockey memory that they like. So – and that's the good part about the game. So hopefully that now that – Hopefully it gets sorted out and everything gets under control because yeah, I just want to get back to like we're focusing on the positives of the game. Yeah, we're we're excited to see Logan Mayu, the player, on the ice. And obviously yeah, like I said, I've been hyping him up for like yeah. months. Obviously, it'd be nice to learn more about Logan Mayu, the person, because we all of our listeners have heard it on our interviews. Uh, we kind of try to figure out kind of what this guy is like off the ice. And that's that's essentially the point of really any interview. You kind of see what guys personalities are when they're away from uh from their teammates and not on the ice you just kind of step take a step back a little bit and kind of learn a a little bit about them and yeah hopefully one day we get to learn about logan mayu the hockey player and the person at a a really high level and exactly uh, we're really looking forward to that day yeah but on the on the on the second round yeah on to round two through seven because we are running Really long on this segment, but it's all good. Yeah. A couple discussions. We knew it that, would. Yeah, a couple discussions that had to happen. So uh, we yeah. had them. And uh, yeah, now it's time to move on. Uh, round two, kick things off. First OHL are taken. Daniel Cheka of the Guelph Storm, 38th overall to the Vegas Golden Knights. And then show guest alert, 42nd oh, yeah. overall, Francesco Pinelli heads to La Los Angeles Kings. Hollywood. Yeah, no. That's cool. That's cool. He's he's really good for LA system. I mean, he's a really good player. He's a first round talent. That's right on to see. Um, 
also a quick uh, 48th overall in the second round, Artyom Grushnikov, Hamilton Bulldog goes to Dallas. Yeah. That's a I'm really excited to see him play in uh, Hamilton this year. Reed Duffy's really been excited. hyping him up a lot, so I know he's got he's got me on he's got me on the Grushnikov yeah. train. I think I nailed the name too. I hope I he did. did. That was awesome. Let's go, Dylan Larkin. <laughs> so and then. <laughs> And following at 49th, Ben Roger of the London Knights heads to uh, heads to the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, smart kid. Roger's a really smart kid. He can run up. He ran the power play in the Erie Showcase. And I think with Roger, the Showcase really helped him a lot in Erie. And I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it was an OHL event, so we wouldn't talk about it for long. But the Erie Showcase helped a lot of players yeah. in their draft year. And he was one of them for sure. He looked really good in the Showcase. On to round three in the first OHL, or current OHL, I should say, uh, taken by the Seattle Kraken in an NHL entry draft, Ryan Winterton of the Hamilton Bulldogs. and Really good pick. So, yeah, that's a good pick in the thir- there third was a, round, 67th overall. There was five, all five players taking the OHL in the third round were really good valued picks, yeah. like props to their teams. I mean, uh, Josh Blom, too who have mentioned a couple more players. That's a really good pick for Buffalo too. He's got a lot of potential. See how he transitions though. Obviously he never played. Right. So yeah. we'll see how he transitions now in the OHL with Saginaw for a full year. Yeah. He went 95th overall to the Buffalo Sabres in between him and Winterton, Ben Goudreau of the Sarnia spirit, of course, more than likely future goals against or save percentage leader in the Ontario hockey league. Uh, he heads to San Jose, Brett Harrison, Shocking. They take an Oshawa general. He goes 85th. Yeah. You know, let's go with Harrison. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is sweet. You were telling me about this before. So Harrison grew up a Boston fan. His favorite player was Patrice Bergeron. So he posted on Twitter. He has a picture in his Bruins jersey in his basement or outside in front of the hockey net with a Bruins jersey on. And the cool part is, so props to Oshawa too for uh, changing Twitter profile to the old, uh, yeah, that was, Boston that was Bruins, awesome, like, the general. That was pretty cool. Bobby or two being a for alumni. Boston likes their generals, but it was really cool to see Harrison and Don Sweeney, the Boston general manager with his Jersey on Twitter. They posted on Twitter. So when Harrison can get to Boston, his Jersey and stuff's ready for him. And I'm sure Patrice Bergeron will be there. uh, Present it. So that would be very, that'd be really cool to see. For sure. And of course, uh, one of the most recent and well-known names, Jack Stadnika, uh, who had a really good year with the Boston. Another one, obviously former uh, Oshawa general, but finished his career in Niagara. So, a lot of ties between Boston and Oshawa. And then, of course, 93rd overall, the man who will compete with Ben Goudreau for the honor of being the best goalie in the Ontario Hockey League, Tristan Lennox to the New York Islanders, 93rd overall. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, Josh Bloom, uh, 94th yeah. to the Buffalo Sabres. Three and three others with OHL rights, Alexi Kolasaw the, to Philadelphia, the goaltender, Erie Otter, mm-hmm. um, 82nd overall, Dimitri Kuzman, Flint Firebird going to Winnipeg in 96 overall. Roman Schmidt, Kitchener Ranger going to Tampa Bay. Nice spot to go to Tampa Bay. Yeah. So not bad. Eh? A couple of guys that we, we will see this year, hopefully in the Ontario hockey league. Yeah. And then round four kicks off 99th overall. Vili Ottavinen of the Kitchener Rangers heads to the Ooh. Seattle Kraken. No state tax there either. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right? right across the border from Vancouver. Yeah. That'll be a nice little rivalry to kick things off. Uh, the yeah, NHL that's team. nice. I'm excited. Yeah. For hey, what do you think of the Octopus doing their Red Wings pick? Sorry, off topic. 
I, I mean, there, there's, random. there's been some groups that have ruined the great tradition of throwing the octopus onto the ice. Yeah, uh, I love it. I still I love it. I still think we should bring an octopus to Little Caesars Arena and throw it. But I've been bring it to, Tur- bring it to Toronto this life, year. So bring it, uh, bring it to Toronto this year and we go to the game. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> On the 29th, I think it's 29th. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got the, the tickets. Orange. I got the hotel, and then we'll see who gets. Oh, the It'll be like a hundred dollars for five beers, but you know, whatever. <laughs> That's Toronto, Detroit. Yeah. It would be fifteen dollars for five same, beers. Same with the exchange. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> eh, so I'll, I'll, I don't know. Maybe twenty. Twenty for five. Any Red Wing fans listening to this? It's going to the game. Let's go. Oh and sixty. Oh and sixty. Meet up after party. After the Wings oh, dust man. the Maple Leafs. Moritz Sider's gonna lay out Matthews. Um. 105th overall, master of the Mississauga Steelheads goes to the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Following him, 121st overall, Ethan Cardwell of the Barry Colts goes to San Jose. And then 124th overall to the Nashville Predators. I'm going to screw up this name so badly because I can't seem to remember how to pronounce any OHL names. Jack Matt. Jack Mattier. Mattier. It looks like Mattier. Yeah. The Ottawa 67s, he goes to Nashville, 124th overall. And then Philly takes another OHL or two with OHL rights, uh, Peterborough Pete's, uh, 10, 110th overall, Brian Zanetti going to Philly. Yeah, Colin's on these OHL rights guys. Yeah. I just got the guys who have played already. Hey, it's Dean. Shout out to Colin. Hey, hey, I want to get the guys with the hard names. I mean, doing the collar for, yeah. for the Red Sox games, it's sweet doing the names. So, uh, Big, it's amazing when you start calling games how much, like how much you get hooked on names. I mean, you've always been big in the names, right? But like, it's a crazy oh, now. It's crazy now, like how much you critique guys when they're saying names wrong and stuff, like and where they're from and stuff. That, like, and that's, that's where you try even harder, so you don't get them wrong, so you don't look stupid because you criticize. And then when you try hard, wrong. Yeah, tips to any broadcaster: when you try harder, the worst it gets, or the yeah. worst it gets, the worst. Yeah. The worst, the worst it gets. But Bond, yep, there it is. Pull that air out, Colin. On to the fifth round. Artem Guryev, uh from the Peterborough Peets goes to the San Jose Sharks, 135th overall. Jacob Holmes of the Sioux Greyhounds goes to Dallas, 143rd overall. One of three picks the Leafs had. Great draft, Second guys. Second pick 153rd overall. <laughs> Ty Voigt from the Sarnia Stingheads to the Leafs. Yeah, three picks. Great job, guys. Love that. Um, and then to round out round five, uh, yeah, Bob. OHLers already in the league. Max McHugh of the London Knights heads to San Jose, 156th overall. One other one other uh, guy, too, with rights to the Montreal Canadiens out of Windsor. Daniil Sobolev, Win- uh, Windsor Spitfires, 142nd overall. And I can't wait for the sixth round because one of my favorite players this year in the OHL. So Got round six, we start with the Windsor Spitfires, Pasquale Zito. Welcome. Overall. Hey, do we play the Wings go horn? Do we play the hockey town? Do we play the Wings uh, go horn? We have to have him on the show now. Definitely. I'm giving him a clap. Welcome. Yeah. I love his game. Hey, I love Zito's game. I mean, he's around the net. He's in the dirty spots. You need that. Hey, when he mentioned to Chris Draper in his draft interview that he's a, that he models his game after Matthew to Chuck, one of my favorite players of all time. 
there's an automatic. Yeah. I'll get your jersey. There's an automatic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when you uh, mentioned Matthew Kachuk's your favorite player, one of my favorite all time. <laughs> hey, you're a beauty. Colin was all over that. Oh, yeah. Uh, now 168th overall, Jack Beck of the Ottawa 67s goes to Calgary. And here's Collins, one of Collins' Another favorite one. picks in the draft. 170th overall. <laughs> Another one. From the London like Knights, the Bryce round. Montgomery goes to Carolina. Hey, when I saw him the first time in training camp in London in his first season over here, honestly, I thought he was a trainer. He, he looks like your <laughs> NHL def- He looks like your NHL defenseman. If Bryce can get some a little bit more nastiness in his game, that's not a that's a that's a second round pick. And it should have been a third round pick this year, to be honest. If they play, he's a second round pick. He's that good. And he's gonna be a top three defenseman this year for the London Knights. And he's gonna log a lot of minutes. And he's gonna be one of those guys like Alec Regula, where draft year, no one's talking about him, right? And then all of a sudden he gets drafted. He's a he's a captain of the London Knights. Yeah. Bryce Montgomery is another one of those guys that are like that. So Look for him. He's going to be a stud this year in the OHL. He's going to be a really good player for Carolina. Perfect spot because Carolina's a good team. Mm-hmm. So he'll be a really good fourth to sixth defenseman there in Carolina, and well, he can get up there. Maybe a spot to fill. Uh, Joey Keane, too. Yeah. Former teammate. Uh, moving on to 175th overall, the Kingston Frontenacs. Francesco Curry goes to the Dallas Stars. Uh, following him, Connor Lockhart of the Erie Otters goes 178th to the Vancouver Canucks. And rounding out round six, Ryan Mast of the Sarnia Sting goes to Boston, 181st overall. And the commits for this year, San Jose Sharks take out of the London Knights to Liam Gilmartin, 167th overall. I am so pumped to see him play this year. You're pumped about he everyone had... who's going to play for the London Knights this year. <laughs> no, no, I just like guys that have an edge. If I could draw up a hockey player, Reese, it would be a guy that's six foot two, two ten, goes out there up and down, like forward, up and down the wing, checks everybody with the puck, clean hitter, checks you hard, you hear his hits, and you put the puck in the net. That's my. If I could drop the perfect hockey player, that's what he is. Leads by example, goes out there and does the right things. I think Gil Martin's going to do that. I mean, his highlights and his video is pretty impressive. So I'm excited to see him. Uh, Edmonton Oilers or North Bay commit. Uh, Matve Petrov, 180th overall. Or Matve. I think it's in Met- yeah. Matve. I think it's in Matve. Yeah, you're good. Like, like Matve Guskov. Yeah. Matve Petrov. That's cool. Yeah. On, this On to round seventh seven. Is, yeah, seventh not bad, two, eh? really good. 210th seventh. overall, Braden Hache goes to the Florida Panthers, uh, Kingston Frontenac. Which was cool because Hache didn't play too much, right? Because he had the injuries in his rookie season. It's nice to see him get picked. He's a really mature kid. He's huge in the hockey gives blood uh, campaign, which is a really good cause. So that's really cool to see uh, him get picked there at 210. Good pick by Florida. And then rounding out uh, the OHLers in this draft, at least another good one played uh, in the league. Goaltender from the North Bay Battalion, Joe Verbetic goes to the Montreal Canadiens, 214. Who, for those who don't remember, he was a stud at the end of the year for North Bay. And, two years ago when we last played, he was a stud. Don't be surprised if North Bay lights it up and he gets the invite to Team Canada for the World Junior Camp because he's that good. He's big. He's tall. Like, he's all, he's really technical. He's kind of like a Hunter Jones, right? Really technical, good cross-crease movement. He's another one that could be a really good uh, pick in the seventh, obviously, with a goalie, too, in the seventh. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, another one out of – well, played for Brantford, but uh, Hamilton Bulldogs, right? Uh, 
Ottawa Senators pick 202 overall. Chandler Romeo, another one that came out of that Erie showcase as well. Mm-hmm. Didn't look too bad. So that's this year's draft. I just gotta mention quick one surprise undrafted for me, Brett Rose. I could not believe undrafted. He's gonna get signed. I thought that tryout that he had with uh, the Penguin system did it for him. I really did. Same. I when Pittsburgh was up in the second round, I was thinking he's gonna get signed. Like he's gonna get picked here. Like they're gonna pick him, and it just never worked out. I mean, Brett Rose. I mean, he goes in at 16 years old or 17 years old, wins a starting job over an overage goaltender who was drafted in the NHL. You never see that. How many times – it doesn't matter who the team is. How many times for your team do you see a guy that gets picked by your team, comes in out of junior C and wins a starting job over your OA yeah. goaltender? Rarely happens. And he's just a battler. He went in there and beat out like four goalies. That's how good he is. And maybe it's a size thing. I hope it's not the sizing because and there's another thing guys in the NHL can shoot the puck in any spots. You give them the size of a puck, like they're going to finish it. I mean, that's just, they're good, but, and you don't really see that type of shooting in junior, but yeah, he, he should have been drafted. I mean, he's a stud and I hope he gets to the world junior camp, makes a team this year and goes off because then, then someone will have to sign him. Yeah, that'd be pretty nice to see, 100%. Um, yeah, okay, good story. Got to take the break. It's been a while. It's been about 51 minutes or so uh, since we've started talking. Before we head to break, though, shout out OHL alumni, former Plymouth Whaler, Flint Firebird, and Niagara Ice Dog, Alex Nadelkovich. Welcome to the Winged Wheel Nation. Welcome. Welcome, Alex. Welcome to Hockey Town. Yeah, you're going to love it there. Yeah. Had to mention it on the way out. Uh, when we you come back. I'll probably buy. I'll probably buy his like buy jersey T-shirt. Goalie, goalie. I have to. I think I have to. If he's yeah, a that's not a bad idea. You already got the Larkin one, so that's all right. Yeah, I have the reverse retro, the white and the red, all in Larkin. <laughs> I have three Larkin jerseys. Gotta still get the C out. Gotta make the. <laughs> what? Up? I'll get the Raymond. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty. Right. You get you get the cider. I'll get the Raymond. All right. <laughs> I'm last down. First. I'm down. Uh, yeah, time for a break. When we come back, the name bracket. Who won in the first couple of weeks? And we'll let you know what the upcoming matchups are. That's all up next on the Owen 60 podcast. This is the Owen 60. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Owen 60 pod for all the latest updates and news from around the OHL. Welcome back to the Owen 60 podcast. Reese DeBaney along with Colin Ward, of course, Follow our social media pages, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at the Owen 60 Podcast. Linktree is there for wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're more than likely there. And, of course, leads you to our website as well. Joe Vanderland has uh, quite a few articles there. If you haven't checked them out, uh, make sure you do. They are good. Uh, so, yeah, he's up. He, uh, he gave us the bit. He was supposed to be on tonight. He's in, he was. Uh, he got you got the call to Belleville. Yeah, let's give a yeah. shout out to Joel Vanderland right now. You've got his yeah. official, like, officially what he's doing. So he's that writing articles. So he's writing articles for Belleville about uh, like local players, and I think he's going to do a little bit of Belleville Senators uh, player features features too, like how he does for us. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's still he's not leaving us. He's still going to be with us, but he's going to do both. Uh, Belleville, like he used to do for the used to 
do some work for the Niagara Ice Dogs. He's with the Belleville Senators, well, not the Belleville Senators officially, but he's with the Belleville uh, News Outlet there and uh, doing articles on like Troy Mann, uh, development guy for the Ottawa Senators, head coach, the Belleville Senators. Uh, ben Roger had one out on Monday about Ben Roger. That's a good read. I retweeted it, I think, on the show account. No, I don't remember. A lot of times I just get all mixed up. It's all good. But yeah, uh, I did an article on Ben Roger, London Knight, and now newest Ottawa Center second round pick. So that's pretty cool. It is Joe Vanderlyn. Get it? What? And you know, and you know, there's going to be a lot of con- like in the winter. There's going to be a lot of conversations about Quinty, yeah. Branford, <laughs> London Junior Knight. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of talks. Like I said, the Brantford. Yeah, we'll have to go down to some of those triple uh, A games. Yeah, Brantford playing. Brantford playing on those Sunday night games are perfect. Yeah, I know. It's right. perfect the Sunday night games. Like play at like four o'clock on a Sunday night. That's perfect. Yeah. Like cover a lot of minor midget this year too. Depends when Oshawa plays those six o'clock games. Yeah. Can't miss those six o'clock games. Yeah, if we have a featured <laughs> game, yeah, that'd be tough. Do it for yeah, but I can't. But we'll catch. We will catch a. We'll, we'll catch some uh, minor midget games for sure, though. Yeah. Be updated on that. Yeah, it should be good. It's been a while since minor <sighs> midget. <laughs> on to week two of the Owen 60 name bracket. And uh, first week, we said we were going to do four matchups. And then midweek, or I guess right after we recorded, we were kind of thinking, you know what? These four guys aren't in the OHL. Shant not in the OHL anymore. Um Let's just leave them and do them first and then get to the OHLers after. So Yeah, they got to make it to our guys. Exactly, exactly. We have those results, by the way. Um, Unfortunately, Roddy Ross falls to Giancarlo Shanton. Unfortunately. Yeah, I was a big fan of Roddy Ross. That was a great name. Oh, it's a great name. that's That's not an upset, but that's a big name that goes down in the first round. Well, um, yeah. Either way, either way, the defending champion or the one of the best names, one of the yeah, favorites, like Roddy Ross. That's I, I a still great. Put the odds. Like, I still haven't put odds yet for the name. That's I'll do favorites name. and underdogs. We'll do favorites and underdogs. Also, I think on the polls, I think we all got to put next time. I got to put who our picks are because we agreed on every pick, but the first yeah. matchup with Roddy Ross and Giancarlo Stanton. Hey, Roddy Ross has a great name. I just can't go against the Swiss Slugger, even though. Giancarlo Shanton is a Yankee. Yeah, I still got to go with the Swiss slugger. <laughs> Something about um, it. Our other matchup featured Owen Stammer from the Moncton Wildcats uh, taking on Jan Skorpik of the Muskegon Lumberjacks. And it was the man from out east, Owen Stammer, moving on, taking down Skorpik. So uh, we have our first two names into round two of the second annual yeah. Owen 60 name bracket. If you make it to round two, you're not a pretender. You're you're a heavyweight. Sure. If you got you got a name, you call Roddy Ross a pretender. Well, no, he's not. A, he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys in the league that gets a hundred points, and gets upset in the first round. He just met it. He just met Matthews. the defending champion, Marner. Yeah. Well, they don't get a hundred point. They don't get a hundred points a team, do they? The Leafs. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, full season. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah, That's but Roddy Ross get a hundred points. Roddy Ross. Roddy Ross is a player though. That's a playoff player, Roddy Ross. Right? Name that's what I'm I mean, that, that's that's a contender. But just right into the Swiss slug and defending champion. That's a tough first matchup. I get, think that's on us, but that's like that's, that's like Vanderbilt like taking LSU in the first round of the College World Series. Yeah. Like a good team's gonna go down. Yeah. Or the or th- two, three years ago, Michigan Wolverines, because they were really good. Yeah, it's not like football. 
physically was quiet. It's not like football in Michigan, Ohio State. Okay. I had to get the – Harbaugh's not coaching baseball, so it's all right. They're you're lucky. Decent. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're lucky. Hey, shout out to the Tigers taking all these Ohio State guys, too. They know. <laughs> Right-handed pitcher and Ziggler. Okay. That's cool. All right. <laughs> Who's Ziggler? Oh, uh, the catcher. Dingler? Dingler. Did I just get it off? I say Ziggler. Yeah, you did. Uh, for a second, for a second, it sounded like you're like Dolph Ziggler, WWE superstar. Even though, like, I was a clown. What a blonde! Jesus, <laughs> your roots are showing. Yeah. Dang. It's all good. Yeah. Um. Go. All right. On to the first four matchups featuring OHLers, and we will do uh, all four. We'll do two a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays. I think we agreed on last uh, last show, so we'll continue yeah. with that. First matchup sees. Arthur's Seelovs of the Barry Colts taking on Will Cooley of the Windsor Spitfires. Um, second matchup, Austin Swankler of the Erie Otters taking on Costa Manikis of the Sudbury Wolves. Third matchup, Braden Kressler of the Flint Firebirds taking on Matthew Halashak of yeah. the Greyhounds. And that's what the fun of this name bracket is. We get to enjoy trying to pronounce these guys' names without ever having said a word to, the, to them. So. Yeah. This, it's always fun. And then final matchup for this week until we hit next show, Marco Sikic of the Guelph Storm taking on the fun one, Marco Jakovlevich. Yeah, Jakovlevich. Jico- J- Jikovl- I thought Jakovlevich. Jiko- yeah, you can say that. That's a Jikovl-Jevich? toughest matchup. That's tough. I think that's, a, I think that's the toughest matchup. I'm going sea kitchen that he's matchup. The, he's from the Sarnia State. Yeah. I'm going sea kitchen that matchup. I think sea kitchen is a cool name. Uh, how is yeah, I'm a, I, like, I like Marco Seekich. That's a pretty sweet name. Say Kressler versus uh, Hallis Jack. That's a tough one. That's a, that is a tough one. I'm going Hallis Jack. Same. I don't think, I don't think, I don't, I think that's a second round exit for Hallis Jack. Whoever wins is, I think, gets beat out in a second. But. Yeah. I think that's so. That's a tough one. That's a tough uh, one for sure. Swankler Manikis and Manikis, Swank. big fan that's of Swankler. I'm going Swankler again. Same as last year. He did so well. Got to keep him again. Yeah, that's a tough one not to go against Swankler. I know. We're going again. We're going with each other on every single pick, though. And then Arthur Seelovs and Will Cooley. Arthur Seelovs. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, Seelovs. Yeah. He was all one excited this week. Yeah, I gotta go swankly. I gotta do it. Yeah, I had to, like, yeah. So you can find these matchups. They are on Instagram. Did we do Twitter as well? I forget. No, we did Instagram, but I'll tweet the I'll tweet the story yeah, link. Tweet the link. Yeah, yeah, it'll be on the story link and getting getting the action. Of course, that's at the Owen sixty podcast. As Colin's earbuds just died, I think. Yeah, yeah, they just died. That's just weird. It did that pre-show too. It just dies. Mid sentence, it's like I'm talking Apple, eh? Dang, yeah, I still got the plugins. Yeah, that's smart. I move too much, though. You do probably people in around Christmas time to like February, I want to say. I was going with those, and like, I'm sure you could hear the odd time, like the old like sweater hit or something, like the laces. It's all good. I think I've had it before, but I don't hear it, but I'm too busy rambling on sometimes, so that's a good point. You don't know. 
Yeah, so anyway, find those, find those matchups at the Own 60 Podcast, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, might put the link up on Facebook. We haven't decided yet. We'll see. Um, but until then. Chat the West Division next week. Yeah. Some players to, some players to watch. Maybe you have to get a Western Division show guest. Ooh. Maybe. Yeah. Look for uh, look around the Western Division. Yeah. Tweet us. You know what? Tweet us. If anyone has any ideas of players from the Western Division, let us know. Who you think would be a good show guest yeah. from the West? Yeah, Windsor Spitfire, Sarnia Spirit, Saginaw Flint, and Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah, who? That's interesting. There's a lot of good candidates out there. Yeah. Go Billy Constantino because I have his Ice Dogs helmet. <laughs> you put it on. <laughs> I love that helmet. It's so nice. That'd be a good one. I got two hundred and fifty dollar helmet. I got for like ten bucks. It was dope. Pretty sweet. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, tweet us if you think of anybody. Yeah. That'd I don't be have cool. our ideas, but yeah. Figure it out. That's it. Episode 60. Is done. We've done 60 Play of them. It. Yeah, wow. That's 60 episodes in. Two months. Two months. Two months of blonde moments, effects. A lot of effects. Russian goalie effects. It's been longer than two months. Worth of shows? 60? 30? I just put it in half. Yeah, because two months is eight weeks. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking like the episodes compared to date, like in days. <laughs> extra, extra, extra right there. So, so I, I know we haven't done every show. It's 60 minutes. So we count our draft shows at two and a half a piece, right? There's five in just two shows. Um, mm-hmm. So then 58. 63 hours. Let's say on average it was an hour when we know it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't an hour. That's 60, (laughs) 24, 48. Between three and four days worth of shows. Yeah. Well, the draft show, both draft shows take up two days or a day. Two and a half hours each. That's five hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Play the wings, Gullhorn. <laughs> we'll chat in two weeks. <laughs>